We need to walk it as a spirit being. And uh, I know a lot of people don't know that, but that's one thing we do teach here. So it's important that we do that. So, And all the rest of you, welcome. Um, we will, uh, I'll pray and we'll get started here. You need me for something, Ryan? Nope, good. Father, we thank you for this time together, Lord, to, to gather around your word, to come and sit at your feet, to hear from your Holy Spirit, to take your word in, Lord, to take it in as food, Lord, into our spirit, man, that it, as we take it in and as we meditate, we digest it, Lord, that it turns into uh, a plan for our life, that you walk our lives out through your word. Holy Spirit, that you are our guide, that you lead us and take us through this life. And we just thank you for all of that. And of course, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done. And your blood, of course, in your name. Amen. Amen. We're going to... I don't think we can ever hear enough about our mouths because it's usually the thing that gets us in trouble. So we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about the mouth. It's just, it's called, the title's Confession to Possession, okay? Confession to Possession. And it's basically just, that's how we got into the kingdom and that's how we operate in the kingdom. And we take that word in and we make our confessions and uh, get it alive on the inside. That's the key. It's no different than a seed that's sown in the ground. You have to get it into the ground and get it growing and get it alive. We know there's life in the seed, but you have to grow it so that it can produce the fruit. And that's what the Word of God does on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. Well, let's start in James 3. We do have, we do have a, do we have that or not? Do we have our scriptures or not? Okay. I'll get my iPad. If we, oh, there we go. Okay, we're good. I see it, Big Mac. <laughs> we would have been in trouble. <laughs> or I would have been. Anyhow, James 3 verses, we're going to do 1 through 11, okay? It says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things, and if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put in the horse's mouth bits that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires." Even so, the tongue is a little member, and it boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on the fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. And with it we bless God our fa and our Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. And out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Okay. Well, I'm sure we've all heard that scripture before. If you haven't, you can go back and meditate on it. But what it is talking about is that on our own, no man in the flesh can control that tongue. Okay. 
And the key is that we're not on our own. We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us and we have the Word of God on the inside of us and that is how we're going to tame the tongue. And he talks about that, that no man can tame it. If he could tame it, he could tame everything in his life and if anybody's in here has got everything tamed in his life, let me know. I'll apologize later. But it's something that it's so hard to achieve and people, they don't have a concept now. Now with the Holy Spirit, we can do that. With the Word of God, we can do that. We can plant that seed on the inside and it will produce that fruit of righteousness and all the fruits of the Spirit on the inside of us that we can walk in and operate in, okay? And what it does, like verse 6 says, it sets your life on course. What you, what you let come out your mouth sets your life on course. And we need to know that. We need to make sure it's a good course and not an ugly course. And I know we're all, I'm a little more outside of the bubble than most of you all, but I'm out in the construction industry and that's, okay, that's not like Pastor Ellen in the church here, okay? She does not hear what I hear out there and I'm glad of it. But nonetheless, we gotta, we gotta watch what, we, what goes in our mouth. And, and there again, it's no different than food. You wouldn't eat poison food unless you want to die, but you wouldn't eat poison food and therefore you won't have it on the inside of you. And, and it's no different than what we take in through our thoughts and through our mind that it goes down on the inside and the word talks about it going into our stomach and it is going to produce. And, it, and if you let it lay in there and you let it come alive, it's going to be like the weeds in your garden or in your planter and it will take over and it will override the good unless we purpose and stay on top of that. It's something that we got to be disciplined about. And it's something that growing up, I was never taught that. I don't know that any of us in here were ever taught about that until we got into hearing the word of God and what the word says about our mouths and, and how we operate in the kingdom. I mean, we know that with our mouth, we spoke and we entered into the kingdom. And if we entered in that way, then we operate that way all through the kingdom. When, I, mean, I think Pastor Bob shared last week, just sometimes we forget that. We get caught up in the day-to-day -day schedules of what we're doing in the natural, and we, we don't think about that, but it's something we need to purpose to think about. How many of you, when, when you were growing up, your mother told you to watch your mouth? <laughs> That's exactly what the Bible's telling us. We do need to watch our mouths. We need to watch what comes in through our ears and then we need to watch what goes on on the inside. If it needs to be thrown out, you know, hopefully you don't have garbage stacked up in your house. You usually throw that in a garbage can, ship it out. And it's no different with the thoughts and, and the things that we hear, that we deal with them and deal with them rightly so when they come. You know, the Bible tells us to deal with it quickly. In other words, and you speak the word back to that thought that comes to you. You take the word and you speak it back to it and you stop it. And if you need to do it more than once, do it more than once. Do it until you get that word alive on the inside of you instead of the thought that you've had. Did anybody have a bad thought last week? I did, probably more than one. But nonetheless, that's something we need to deal with to keep our, keep our mind, get our mind renewed and keep our soul straight and keep it so that we can enter into what God has for us. And it's so important that we do that. Amen. And, and James, you know, James being Jesus' half-brother, I'm sure he saw Jesus in action. Speaking. Okay? So it's important. But, yeah, we do set our life on course with what comes out of our mouth. Okay? 
So we need to watch what goes in our spirit and in our, actually it goes into your mind first before it gets into your spirit, but it's you meditating on it that it gets down in there. So, but anyhow, we need to be careful about that and watch over that because um, a mouth can give you life or it can give you death. We know that's what Proverbs says. The power of life's in the tongue. Amen. So it's important that we know. And we know that the life, the life in the Word of God is what we need to address in any situation so that we can uh, walk out and be who God's called us to be. Because that should be our goal, right? Okay. Let's go to John 4. We're going to read 32 and then 34. And this is Jesus talking. He had his talking down right, didn't he? Amen. John 4, 32 and 34. I'll get you started if you guys want. Jesus is, is, is uh, talking to the woman at the well and, and the guys come back and they ask him if he had anything to eat. And he said, I've got the food. I'm tending to the food that I need. There we go. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Amen. And then 34 is, we know that it was the will of the Father is the food that he was eating. Okay. Um, his will is what we want to get going in our life. And we know that it's going through the word. That is how we're going to get his will going. But we need to know that his will is a good will. Amen. And you know what? Some people come in and they say, well, I, I don't know about God's will. No, God's will is good. There's no bad in it. It's good. He has the best for you and he wants you to have the best. So it's important that we know that and understand that. But he's talking about that and, and it, it, his will is going to come from us talking and speaking that word out daily. Okay. And I know, you know, uh, Pastor Ellen lays it bed at night. She does her confessions. I do mine. I do mine in the morning. And you should do them all day, but keep them before you so that it stays alive. It's no different than your garden. Your garden needs to be watered either every day or every other day so that it can keep on growing. And it's no different. We water ourselves, our spirit man, with the water of the word. And that's just re meditating on that word and speaking that word to ourselves. Okay. Um, Pretty much we all talk to ourselves one way or another, whether you speak out loud or not. You're talking to yourself, even in your thoughts. So it's just important. But the Word of God needs to be spoken out loud, okay, because it has power when it comes out loud, okay? It comes from seed form on the inside, but it needs to be spoken out loud so that not only you can hear it, but what's going on around you can hear it because that Word has no limitations, there's no limitations on the Word of God. I mean, the universe demonstrates that. It increases year after year after year after year. It keeps growing and it keeps growing. But we need to keep talking His will. And a lot of people just talk and complain. I was with one of my family members the other day, and that's all I heard out of him was just complaining. Complaining about his help, complaining about everything. And I'm thinking, whew. That'd get old real quick. 
So it's important that we speak that word. Know what the word says to you, know, and, and we got to go in and read that word. Of course, we take what we're taught here and go home and meditate on it. Read it, meditate on it, and get it going in our lives because that is, you know, Pastor Bob, I know he doesn't think he's a cook. I guess, he just, I guess he just serves the meal. We know the Holy Ghost is the one that makes the meal for us. But Pastor Bob puts everything together for us. And, and, and he feeds us what God wants us to have. And that is his position in this body, him and Pastor Ned. So we need to eat what's put before us and then meditate on it and digest it. And then we can get it into our lives. So it's important. And we keep that coming out of our mouths. Amen. Amen. And it's important that we can have control over our mouths, but it's only going to be through the Word of God and through the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Romans 10, 8 through 11. Romans 10, 8 through 11. All right, we talked about the operation earlier, and this is, this is the operation, the first operation that we usually do, and we enter into the kingdom. So Romans 10, verses 8 through 11. It says, but what does it say? The Word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth that Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. One more, 11. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Amen. Um, you know what? The world will try and put you to shame if you believe on Jesus, but they're too late for me. I'm sorry. But, and we see that this operation here, this is how we get into the kingdom. And it's how we operate in the kingdom. And it's how we acquire and receive the promises that God has for us. Okay, we've got to believe it in our heart. And there again, it comes... It comes out in the confession or it comes out in the scripture. And we need to make sure that our confession is the scripture, okay? We can't just confess what we want and put it in our own words. It needs to be scriptural and it needs to be spoken just like Jesus spoke to the devil. He told him, it is written. It is written, it is written three times. So we need to know what that word says and we need to be able to quote it when it needs to be quoted. So it's important that we do it. Uh, we need to learn to operate in it. But it has to be living in us, okay? Verse 16. Look at verse 16, please. It says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Who has believed your report? Okay? We need to believe it, don't we? We need to get it alive on the inside. If you believe that you plant a seed, a corn seed, a bean seed, whatever it is, if you believe if you plant it in the ground and water it, and it's going to grow, you're going to plant it, aren't you? And it's no different with the Word of God, but we need to believe that it is going to do what God said it will do. And it comes right down to, will we believe His report? And that's His Word. Either we're going to believe it or we're not going to believe it. And that's, that's your decision. And a lot of people say, well, I agree with that. No, that's, that's not believing it. You're agreeing with it, but you're not believing it. And it takes some time to believe it. It don't happen in 30 seconds. Okay? You can agree with it. But it takes time for that seed to get into the soil and grow and produce in your lives. And people sometimes, you know, we, we had a friend that he was going to church and uh, he had had a broken marriage. And 
he had heard some things in the word and he was ready to go back and mend the fence and we tried to tell him no, but he took off and it wasn't alive in him and he didn't give it time to get settled in her and was just disappointed and come back down here and we're just broken and it, it shouldn't have had to be that way but it's not letting that word get alive on the inside. And if, you, and if we do by chance take the word and try something, don't get disappointed if by chance you don't, okay? And you need to know uh, that it's not God, it's on your end. So ask him what you need to do to fix it. Amen? It's kind of like we husbands, when we have a problem, we go to the wife, what would we do wrong? Let us know, we'll fix it. <laughs> or try to. <laughs> uh so we receive it, we hear it, receive it, believe it, and then we can do it under righteousness. Amen? Amen. Let's look at Genesis 1, 28. Genesis 1, 28. We'll see how far this goes back. It says... Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay? To subdue and to have dominion. Subdue means to put it under. Make sure that you are above it. Okay? We have to subdue, and that's everything. That's the enemy. That's situations. You know, he, he likens it to animals, but it's our situation because our situations come up against us. We need to know that we are in authority, that, that it has to be subdued. And then we have the right. God's given us the right and the authority to take, take dominion over that. And that's where a lot of people, they have a problem with that when, when they're not operating in the spiral. And that's not a natural, it's not a natural subdue and it's not a natural dominion. It's a spiritual one that translates into the natural after you operate in it and do it and get, you, get it alive on the inside. It has to. If it doesn't, then it has to. You keep doing it until it does, until it is subdued, until you have taken dominion. Amen? Amen. It's important. Um, we bring it into what some of the definitions, it said we bring that thing into bondage. You take it and bring it into bondage in your life, and then you subdue it. We know that goes to 2 Corinthians 10.4, where it says we take those thoughts captive. And that's usually where we deal with it. It comes to us, or it could be a situation, but nonetheless, there's something that's coming to you before the situation comes. Whether you had a, a, a bad thought or somebody had spoken something to you that wasn't right, we need to take authority over that, because it doesn't have the right to enter into our lives. It doesn't have the right. I mean, we see that all the time when Jesus was walking the earth and they tried to put stuff on him. They couldn't put anything on him. They couldn't put anything on him. He wouldn't let it. He didn't walk in any fear. And I think a lot of times uh, we have a tendency to fear things and we, we don't even know that it's fear sometimes. But we're fearful of things, but we don't have to be because we are in dominion. Amen. We are in dominion. We are the ones. We need to make it subdue. We need to take dominion over it, and we need to take it down, and it needs to be submitted to us. And that's your right. God's given you that right, that privilege. He's given you that authority, 
Okay, man has all authority on the face of the earth. God does not have any. The only authority that he has is when we pair up with him and let him use us for that authority. And his word is the authority on the earth. And that's what we need to operate in. That's how we can maintain our position where he wants us to be. Amen. And you know what? And some people, some people, however they've been raised, where maybe their their dad or their mom or something kind of kept them under, then they have an issue with it, and they 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 might have to deal a little bit more with it about getting that authority and learning to walk in it and changing their thinking. And that's why we renew our soul to these things, and we get our soul alive to the Word of God and with the Spirit of God, so that we can take our authority. Because, I mean, you see people all the time out there, holy cow, I feel bad for them. Get beat up, talked ugly to, and they don't know how to respond to it. Not that they need to shoot somebody, but you need to respond to it, whether it's just to, to yourself. You need to, that's not so. And we can't take that stuff into our, our soul, just like I was talking earlier. You can't take those ugly things because it'll just ruin you. And we wonder why people end up where they're at sometimes, but it all starts right between the ears and their mind needs to be renewed to the Word of God. One, they need to get born again so that they can hear from the Spirit of God. But even at that, they need to renew their mind to what the Word of God says about our life and how our life is to be walked out through the Word of God, that He gives us that authority and we need to take it and walk it out. It is, you know, it talks about uh, the fruit of the Spirit it says about love. Well, nothing can defeat love. If they could have, they would have defeated Jesus. And if we walk in that love, nothing can defeat you. People might think you're defeated. It might look like it in the natural, but you'll never be defeated if you'll walk in that love that God's given us. That's how Jesus walked. I mean, how could he love, how could he love the Pharisees and the Sadducees? But yet he did. Even in what they did to him, he still loved them because it's not the love that the world thinks about. Okay, It's a different love. It's God's love from on the inside. And if you scrape all the trash off the people, they're just the same as anybody else. Okay, And they've got the right to Jesus died for them just like he died for us. And people say, well, I don't, you know, a lot of people say, I don't know why he would have died for them. Well, you don't know the love of God. That's why. It's that simple. But it's important that we know that. Amen? And then we need to keep that before us, that we can walk in that love. Does it take time? Yes, it does take time. It takes a renewing of the mind and a restoring of the soul that we can walk in that. <clears throat> Whether you're in business and people cheat you or whatever, you're in a, a store and somebody's rude to you, it doesn't matter. Usually you can shut them off with a soft word. Amen? And change the atmosphere. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to get you in his atmosphere. He wants you to get you in his, in his court. And at that point, then he, can, then he can control the game. But we don't let him do that because he doesn't have the authority to do that. Amen. Let's look at Psalm 119, 89. Psalm 119, 89. Must be a little cold this morning on the computer, huh? 
it talks about, the scripture is going to, there we go. He says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. All right, God's word is established for all eternity. Okay, it's always going to stand. It will never lay down. It will never fall. Okay, and it needs to be established in us. Amen. We need to be firm in our thoughts and our speech. And we shouldn't let our thoughts and our speech differentiate from the Word. Yeah, do we have lives that we live? Yeah, we do. But the Word will come alongside of that life, and it will walk you through that life, and it will help you maintain that, that firmness that you can walk and that you can be, as Pastor Bob's been teaching, you can be a disciple. Amen? And again, <laughs> it's very different, a disciple and someone that's saved. That's a different, that's a different animal. But it's important that we know that we need to step into discipleship so that we can step up and be. And you know what? As far as you want to go, you can go. And we wouldn't be any different than, than his 12 disciples that he had walking with him or the 11 of them that did good. But, you know, we're no different. He calls us disciples and it's learning is a learned one that we learn of our Lord and our Savior. We learn of that life and that nature that He's given us so that we can, we can be His, uh, actually, we're His testimony on the earth. So it's important. And then, you know, it's very, Paul's very explicit about what we need to do and how we need to carry our lives so that we can represent our Lord and Savior correctly. Amen? Do we slip? Yeah, we slip. But you know what? You can ask somebody, you can apologize, ask them to forgive you and go on down the road and you're put right back where you needed to be. God will reinstate you right where he had you. And it's important that we, we do that. And, and there again, it says that, you know, we're not ashamed of him. I'm not ashamed to be his disciple. And I'm not, definitely not ashamed of him. Somebody that gives everything that he had for you, we can't do that. Shouldn't be even any thought about that. But he gave everything he had. So nobody else has done that for me. I know our, I know our military people have given their lives for the country, and that is for us in essence, but they didn't save us. He saved us from a fate that none of us wanted to. Amen. God's word is his creative power in the universe, okay, and beyond, because it's going on beyond the universe. It goes and goes and goes. They're finding new, new solar systems every year, all right? Um, and it's no different than when we, when we make our confessions. It's just like somebody takes a word picture. Did you do that in school? Did you all do that in school? Have to do word pictures where you're describing something, and it's supposed to help paint a picture of what, what you're wanting them to see, but the Word of God will do that if you'll meditate on it, and it will show you what God wants to do for you, whether it's in healing, whether it's in finances, wherever. But God will give you that picture of that so that you can walk in that. And that, that's what the confessions do, and when you get them alive on the inside, you'll be able to see them in your spirit. And that's the key to making it, to making it happen. And it can even, you know, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, you can get those things on the inside of you. We need to keep the bad and the ugly ones out. But nonetheless, those thoughts will come to you. <clears throat> those things that you see will come to you. And those are the things that we need to deal with to keep our soul, soul cleaned out and straight. Amen? And I know 
like I was telling you, I'm in the construction industry and, you know, sometimes it's kind of appalling what the, how the people talk to you, but I got to deal with them. So I got to be on, on guard and I got to make sure I watch what goes in and, and, you know, if it lingers in there too long, I better get the, get the exterminator and kill it real quick. <laughs> but it's something that you got to do. <laughs> um, we need to take our dominion and we need to know that we have it. First of all, God's given it to us. Okay. He given it to us and he showed us in, in Abraham and, or with Abraham. Um, I'm sorry, with Adam. But nonetheless, he's given us that authority. Whether anybody else believes it or not, you have that authority. Okay. And I know the devil don't want you to believe it. And then his word in us is how we grab that authority and take it by using his word. Um, and we need to we need to work, <clears throat> be empowered by the Holy Ghost and they work hand in hand. OK, we know that the word will not come alive without the Holy Spirit. He's the one that brings us the revelation knowledge. <clears throat> but as it comes, it comes through that word and that we can have it grow up on the inside of us and where it becomes bigger than your than your other thoughts. OK, and it's it's kind of like a, a shouting, a shouting match between two people, usually the one that screams the loudest we'll end up winning because the other person will shut up. But I mean, if we'll, if we'll shout the word at the devil, he will shut up eventually. He'll have to, okay? Jesus was that example for us so that we know that <clears throat> because he doesn't like that word stuck in his face because that word beat him <clears throat> like a redheaded stepchild. Amen? So we take that word and we meditate on it. The Holy Spirit makes it alive. And then as it grows, then we can uh, take that and operate in it and use that fruit to walk in. Matthew 28, 18. Matthew 28, 18. says Jesus is speaking to his disciples. says Jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Okay. <clears throat> well we know when he went to heaven he left and he left it with us. And it is taking that authority. The word of God it's been given but we must pick it up and go with it. It's no different than Elijah and Elisha when Elijah took off in the chariot of fire and he left his mantle on the ground, Elisha had to pick it up and he had to see if it would work for him. So he stepped into that anointing and it is that anointing. And, and we are the ones that have control in that anointing, whether it increases or whether it decreases. It's no different than anything else that we've ever said. If you don't use it, you will lose it. And Jesus is, he shared about that with the, with the, with the, with the people that he gave the money to that the, the land, land person gave the money to and the one guy that didn't do anything with his, he took it away. He lost it. So <clears throat> we need to know that. So that anointing is something we need to get in, participate, feel comfortable in it so that we can walk in it. Because that's what the people know, need when you meet them on the street. Amen. And they'll notice, they'll notice it on you if you walk in it. And that's important. 
that, yeah, you're not just another pretty face. There's something around you that changes things. And that is the Word, and that is His presence in you. As my brother-in-law had went when he was over in the military in the Middle East, <clears throat> he come back and was talking to me. And he was saying he walked, he walked the Della Rosa, where Jesus had walked carrying the cross. And he says, man, there's something there. There's, you can actually feel. I said, yeah. I said, that's God's anointing. God's anointing is still there. But, and that's what people, and people will sense it, okay? Sometimes they don't, but that doesn't matter. It's still there, amen? And that's what we want to do. That's what we want to, as we walk in that, and, and that, will, that will come from us taking control of our mouths, that will increase, okay? That we get our soul cleaned out, get our mind straight. That is going to increase, and, and that is our desire that we increase and spend time with Him that we have the right to go and sit at His feet anytime, to the Father's feet. Actually, we can climb up on His lap if we want to, because Jesus is there. And people say, well, you can't. We know we can't do it physically, people, but this isn't a physical life. It's a spiritual life, okay? Your words are to be spiritual words. Yeah, we have, we have plenty of natural words, and they don't produce a whole lot, the news media has shown us that, okay? But it's a spiritual life, and it needs to be lived as a spiritual life, and we need to be important. Those words that should come up out of you should be spiritual. They should have a life in them. When you share that word with people, you're sharing life with them. If they've got cancer or if they're sick or some, some kind of disease or some kind of injury or whatever, that that's healing life right there for those people. And if you're sharing the gospel for the first time, that's eternal life for them. And it's important that, that we walk in that. And you know what? If, if, you're, if you purpose to do that and you do that, whether you do it at a prompting, and sometimes you know you might not be prompted, but you know what? I do it just to do it because I know it needs to be done for people, okay? And whether they receive it or not, but if it's a divine appointment, it will have a divine uh, conclusion to, to that appointment. Okay? It will have a divine conclusion to that appointment. And it's important that we do that so that we can walk in that. Um, and you know what? It's no different than if you go back and look at Elijah and Elisha. It's no different. Theirs are just written down. It's the same anointing. People are getting healed the same way nowadays, whether it's through you, somebody else, or whatever. That's the way it is. And we need to keep walking in that. Amen? And that's what it's all about. It is all about your mouth. It's all about your mouth. Do you believe what the Word of God says? Then it ought to be coming out of your mouth. Amen? And, and if it's meditated on, it'll come out with the life that needs to come out with. Amen? Amen. Acts 1, 5 and verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 5 and verse 8. Jesus is talking to the disciples or to the people. He says, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. 
But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Okay? He's talking about that we are to walk in spirit and in truth. Okay? Spirit being the Holy Spirit and truth being the Word of God. Okay? That is, for the lack of a better word, the dynamic duo that has never been defeated ever in all eternity, and it never will be. All right? It's kind of like, Brian, you have to correct me if I get this wrong. It's kind of like the electricity, the positive and the negative coming together, and it produces electricity. Boom. Okay? You can turn a light on. You can run whatever. Okay? But we are the ones in control of the amperage between the Holy Ghost and the Word of God, depending on what we do with each. Okay? When we speak that word, that produces life in our life, and that lets God increase, because he wants to increase that anointing on the inside of you. He wants you to be able to walk up to somebody and share the word and have something happen. And he, he's waiting there to show up, but it's how we take care of our mouth and tend to our life, our thinking, and our, and our soul. And we are the ones that kind of limit that amperage of the Holy Ghost when he wants to step up there. He'd like to step up there and give him everything he's got, but he don't want to kill us in, in doing that, okay? Because sometimes we aren't, we aren't ready for that. And it's no different than a, no different a corroded wire. If you overpower a corroded wire, it's going to burn right in half. That I do know about electricity. But and God is limited by us. And that's why it's so important that we, we hook up with his word, Meditate on that word and get it alive on the inside. And then we can up our amperage or up the amperage for God whenever he needs it so that he can turn loose with what he's got for the people. That he can <clears throat> show them his life by you stepping up there. Amen. Amen. Um, And the things that we do speak, they have a direct bearing on what God can and cannot do within our lives. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> God has given us a free will. And you do know that he won't ever step over that free will. He won't ever make us do anything we don't want to do. Okay? Um, he wants you to be willing when you do it. People do things sometimes and are not willing, but they do it. And I think Brother Hagin Brother Hagen had talked to God the one time, and he says, yeah, you're doing it. You're obedient, but you're not willing. And Brother Hagin said, I can take care of that in about 30 seconds, and he did, okay? Then he found out he was willing and obedient, and that's who God's looking for. Amen? So it's important that we do that. <clears throat> and again, he won't override us. Um, He's put us in charge of the kingdom, people. <laughs> okay? <laughs> We're in charge of the kingdom. We're the leaders in the kingdom. I mean, we have our pastors and that, but even so, you have your own little kingdom that you operate in, and you're the leader of that kingdom. So, as the leader, we need to do what's right, walk in that righteousness. Amen? 
All right. I didn't get nowhere near I was going, but write these scriptures down and I'll finish up with a couple scriptures. Write down Proverbs 21, 23. Matthew 12, 36 and 37. Isaiah 55, 11. We know that's where God talks about that his word goes forth and it won't return unto him void. It's not going to return unto him void. And we need to make sure our words are conducive with his so that when we speak them out, they don't return unto us void. But they go out with the anointing, with the power, and produce what God wants it to produce. Amen? Psalm 19, 14. Ephesians 4, 29. Talks about let your speech edify people, okay? And let it not be... Uh, condemning or whatever. And then the last one is Romans 4.17. We can look at 4.17. Romans 4.17. And everybody, if you've, if you've been any place at, at all and heard anything about faith, and I'm sure you've heard the scripture, but it says, as it is written... God's talking to Abraham. I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed, God, who gives life to the dead, and he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Okay? We call things into existence through the word of God, just like, Jesus, just like God did when he spoke the world into existence, spoke all the animals, spoke everything. Everything that's here, he spoke into existence. And he's given us that power and that authority through his word that with the Holy Ghost and the word of God, we can call these things forth. And we know that there isn't any ugly thing in his will. It's all good things in his will, whether it's healing, whether it's prosperity, whatever it is, whatever you may need, you can call it forth, but it's getting it alive on the inside and then speaking it out to the outside and it is that seed that you let grow on the inside, and when it's full, that's when we speak it out, and then it can start producing out in the natural. Will it produce in 30 seconds or less? I doubt it, but you never know, okay? It depends how alive it is on the inside of you. But it's important that we take that word and speak it, and you know what? Abraham saw it come to pass, but what did it take him? 25 years to have a child, right? But it came to pass, didn't it? And it's exactly what God said. He has more children than you could shake 18 sticks at. He said, There's more, you'll have more of your, more of your uh, people than the stars in the sky. And if you look on a dark night, there's a lot of stars in the sky that half of them we can't even see. But it's important that we do that. So we must not look with the natural eye to what we see, but we need to look from our spiritual eye on the inside, what the Word of God says about the situation, okay? It's a word of promise. We will, as we meditate on it, we're going to see it more clearer than the natural. And again, we go back to the shouting match, okay? Whoever shouts the loudest usually wins. But it takes the time and it takes the, med the meditation and it takes the diligence to do that. It's no different learning a foreign language, I would assume. Haven't learned one? 
not going to, so I'll never know about that, but I'm guessing. <laughs> but anyhow, all right? And this is our life now, that we walk in it, walk in the kingdom, learn the laws of the kingdom, operate in the kingdom, increase the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you that you've given us a mouth that we can operate in the kingdom, Lord. That that is how you put everything on the earth. That's how you created everything was with your mouth. Yes, it come from your heart. But as we put your word in our hearts, Lord, that we speak it out our mouth and it will produce into the natural that we will see the promises that you've given us, Lord, that you are more than faithful and that we believe that report and we stick with that report, Lord, until we see it. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen.